Hey guys, it's your girl Boonie, and you're listening to episode 164 of the Boonie Breakdown Podcast, your source for all things responsible and ratchet. All right, happy new year and welcome to this week's episode. This one is one I'm excited for because I've been trying to talk about this topic for a while and I am excited for our guest, Cosmetic Chris, uh, who is a plastic surgery, cosmetic and dental surgery consultant, okay? She's not a surgeon, but she's going to give you all the tea and all the tips if you're interested in plastic surgery. And when I say all, I mean all. We talk about traveling outside of the U.S. for surgery. We talk about uh, what exactly is 360 lipo and BBLs because we see that tossed around the internet all of the time. Uh, We even, for the fellas... You're going to want to listen because we talk about Drake abs and penis enlargements. <laughs> Look, guys, I'm telling you, Crystal dropped so much information in this episode that I feel like I'm going to have to have her back because the episode was going too long. I, we couldn't cover it all, but we tried to give you kind of a plastic surgery 101 and why you should work with a consultant if you're going that route. So stick around for that conversation. All right, we're going to hop right into pick of the week. It's a ratchet pick of the week. And I got to say pick of the week is shout out to good ass dick. Point blank period. That is it. Uh, 2021 started showing his ass already to me. And uh, it was essential that (laughs) I get some good dick (laughs) to center myself back and get realigned. So shout out to everybody who has good dick on the roster. If you sling good dick, cheers and kudos to you. (laughs) housekeeping for this week you guys your feedback from happy ratchet new year episode with brian you guys um you guys loved it (laughs) i got one comment that was just like oh my god i hate when i agree with brian so much but he did make some uh true statements about women shooting their shot i gotta admit i'm one of those women and when i see a man with a woman and then i don't see him with him i'm definitely shooting my shot I think it's so funny because I did get a lot of comments about people talking about, you know, Brian wasn't super egregious this episode. So maybe therapy is working for him. So if you have not listened yet, you can go back. It is a really funny episode um, because you guys love when Brian and I are together. So go check that episode out. All right. The biggest announcement. There is only one episode left for season eight of the Booney Breakdown podcast. That's right. One more episode after this one. And then uh, I need you guys to mark your calendars for season nine. We'll drop on Monday, March 1st. So we're going to take a little hiatus. Your girl needs a break. Um, So I want to thank you guys again for helping me crush my download goal for last year. You know, I try not to get caught up in the numbers too much. But the numbers also are necessary and they show you where you're growing, where there's room for improvement. I can see the episode you guys kind of didn't fuck with. (laughs) It's not too many, um, but there are a few that are a little below average. But, you know, sometimes things are going on in your life. The topic wasn't interesting. You didn't like the guests, whatever. But um, numbers matter. So, again, thank you guys so much for crushing the goals. I also want to shout out this week in housekeeping uh, the UK Ratcheteers, the Ratcheteers who listen over in the UK and London. You guys are really bomb because we're seeing a lot of growth there. So thank you. Thank you guys for sharing and telling your UK friends. Um, And I appreciate it. All right. And if you're new here, welcome. 
you know, the season's almost over, but there are a lot of episodes that you can go catch up on. So I encourage you to subscribe and to follow us on social media. We're at The Boonie Breakdown on Instagram and Facebook. If you're on Twitter, we're just at Boonie Breakdown. Now I'm most active on Instagram. Um, but yeah, you can follow us all those places. I do want to drop one reminder because I do not push this often because I'm not doing video content. But for some people who listen to the podcast at work whatever, even though, you know, some people are still working from home because of COVID. Uh, the podcast is available on YouTube. So same thing, youtube.com backslash the Booney breakdown. You can head over there and listen. All of the episodes are available over there. Um, so yeah. And also if you know someone who is, um, hearing impaired, we do on YouTube, there is closed captioning for those videos as well for the podcast episodes. So that is my plug for YouTube because I don't push it often. But I do get quite a amount of listens over there. So if you're someone who loves YouTube, you can follow us there as well. Also, we love it when you leave us five star reviews over on Facebook and on Apple devices. If you listen on the Apple podcast app, that's that purple one. Uh, So you can just search the Boonie Breakdown, select the Boonie Breakdown, scroll down where it says write a review. You see those blank stars. You can fill them up, hit those five stars, give us a five star review. And we love you a long time. So. I think that is it for our opener because this episode is so good and it does go over a little longer than I normally do, but we're going to hop into this plastic surgery tea. All right, so let's get ready to break it down. All right, guys, it's your girl, Booney, and I'm excited for this episode because I've gotten so many questions about, you should have a plastic surgeon on, why don't we talk about plastic surgery? And so I'm excited to have Cosmetic Chris here on the podcast. Welcome. (laughs) Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm excited. I kind of asked some of my listeners and followers for... um, some questions. Okay. All right. <laughs> because I've been getting this a lot. I, I was trying to have a plastic surgeon on, but when I saw, I believe I saw you on Twitter. I think it was like okay. a tweet you, someone shared it. And I was like, well, let me look at her page. And then I was like, oh, this is perfect. This is perfect. So first, can you tell us you are a plastic surgery consultant? Can yes, you explain I am. what that means? So basically what my job is, is just to help make a very seamless, smooth plastic surgery journey for my clients. So it's either you're coming to me for a text consult, phone, FaceTime, or you're like, no, walk me all the way through this. Like, I don't have time for this. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't feel like researching. Just do everything for me. So basically, because I have no affiliation with any plastic surgeons, I don't promo anyone. I have no paid promotion. So I'm very unbiased. So I'm going to help guide you to the best surgeon for you. It really doesn't make me any difference who you go to, because again, I'm not getting paid. So essentially, I'm going to go, I'm going to make sure I recommend someone who is safe, reputable, and can deliver the results that you are personally looking for, for your body type. So that's basically what So do your clients pay you? I know you don't get a kickback from any surgeons, but your clients pay you. Yeah. So they're essentially paying me for the information. They're paying me for my time, my knowledge, research, educating them on the procedures and essentially helping them pre-op and post-op. Basically, whatever it is about any surgery, I'm going to help you. 
So how did you get to this work, this space? Like, who would even knew? Like, I didn't even know that plastic surgery consulting was a thing. Like, so... So it's pretty interesting because, I mean, I've been in the medical field for over a decade at this point. So kind of what really happened was that I worked for um, a group of dentists and one of the dentists who was an oral surgeon actually also happened to be a cosmetic surgeon as well. Okay. So I was young. I got stuck working on Saturdays. He worked on Saturdays. So essentially he was really close to retirement and I would just pick his brain every single Saturday about information like how do you do breast implants? What do you think is this? Can you do black noses? Like things like that. I would just ask anything. And like I said, he was old. He was getting close to retirement. So he would literally just sit there and talk with me for hours and give me any information that I wanted. That's so I became awesome. into essentially the world of plastic surgery. Then I had kids that ruined my body. So then I started researching on my own. Um, and then I started just putting out a whole lot of free information on my personal Twitter account. And at that point, it got to the point where too many people were DMing me, asking me questions about stuff. And I was like, okay, maybe I need to turn this into a business. And my friends kept pushing me like, no, you need to make this a business. You give out too inf- much information for free. So yes. And people will pay. Like that is the one thing I've noticed. Like people are just really lazy with stuff. Like if you wanted to take the time and do the research and Google until your heart falls out, like you could do that. But so many people, I would just rather pay the money. Like if you've done it, then our sis, tell me where to go to get this lipo. It's not even just like about being lazy though, because plastic surgery world is real sketchy and shisty. So that is a good point. Doctors Photoshop pictures, doctors pay, hold on, doctors Photoshop pictures, doctors steal pictures from other surgeons in different parts of the world. Oh, wow. Um, Messy. It's very messy. Um, They pay Google. They pay Real Self. They pay all these other platforms where you can review doctors to delete bad reviews. So they will manipulate essentially what their reviews look like online. So sometimes doing research on your own really isn't going to result in honest, true information. Come so on now. you, you got to be in the trenches. You got to be in these plastic surgery streets and essentially really knowing what's tea and having people who work in the offices or people who have people who've actually gone to these doctors or know the doctors personally on a family level. So it's real investigative. I will gotcha. say that. Okay. I, you've made some solid points. Some that I was not aware of that I've pinned for later. So what, <laughs> <laughs> what, um, what surgeries did you have done? You said you had kids and you wanted to get so, your body together. At this point right now, because I, I have my son right now, he's eight. So okay. I would say that last year, I wasn't really sure if I was done having kids yet. I'm sure now. So now myself personally, I'm going to embark on getting essentially everything that I wanted done. But because I do this professionally, there was no point in me getting anything done before I was sure I was done having kids. I don't have money to be getting multiple tummy tucks. Like that's $15,000. Like can't do that. So that was one question. Someone, you know, was asking like, should they wait to get surgery on their midsection if they haven't had children yet and they want to have children? For the most part, yes. Like if you have not gone through a major weight loss and we're talking about like some type of sleeve or gastric bypass type surgery and you are trying to or you want to get a tummy tuck, wait. If we're talking about lipo, by all means, do it. And 
a lot of celebrities are able to snap back so fast because they got lipo before having kids done. So it's a little cheat code. Everyone's not Tiana Taylor. She's a different story. But for the most part, (laughs) everybody else, that whole like snapping back after kids, they already had lipo. Those fat cells have already been permanently displaced somewhere else in their body or got thrown away. So yes, I get That is an amazing point because I think we've, I've always just assumed like, okay, they had a scheduled cesarean section and then scheduled the tummy tuck at the same time. Like pull the baby out, rip the stomach down, let's go. (laughs) Everyone is not capable of doing that because every patient won't qualify for something like that. That's, That's major. That's something that's not done as frequently as you think it is, but there are celebrities that get that done. But for the most part, they've already gotten some type of procedure done prior to children or after kids, they do get the tummy tuck done way sooner than plastic surgeons would do on a regular schmegler person like you or I. They tell gotcha. us we need to wait six months. A celebrity, they may get you in as soon as you finish bleeding after having that baby, which could be four weeks. So they get special preferential treatment. So they'll do things like that for celebrities. But that's something that no regular woman like you or myself, we can't go to the plastic surgeon and try and get a tummy tuck a month after having a baby. They're not going to take the risk at gotcha. all. Gotcha. All right. So... I feel like another big trend right now with plastic surgery, because on Instagram, it's the Bible, right? So we we yes. scroll and we see all of these amazing bodies, some not so amazing bodies, even after they've had the work. Um, and I, I think the biggest trend that I've seen are as people traveling outside of the U.S. to get surgeries done. Uh huh. Why? <laughs> um. Because she, I'm just going to be, that's most of the time. It's because you can get surgery done in DR, Colombia, Turkey for much cheaper than you're going to get in the United States. However, we have very strict and tight regulations as far as safety and sanitation. That doesn't apply to everywhere else around the world. Also, because of our safety standards, doctors can only take but so many liters of fat and slash or combined, but so many procedures at one time. So it's not too many surgeons in America who are comfortable doing a BBL, a tummy tuck, and your breasts at the same time. You go to DR, almost all of them are willing and comfortable to do yeah. it. So it's a lot more risky, but a lot of women think you can get more bang for your buck. And you can, depending upon the surgeon that you're going to, but there's not as an abundance of really good crafted safe surgeons overseas versus in America. But there are people you can go to who will absolutely snatch you, who will give you what you're <laughs> looking for, but it's not the the ones who are super popular for the most yeah, part. Yeah, I think that is the thing that I've always been amazed about from people that I've heard or have told me that they've, you know, traveled overseas for surgery and I'm always amazed that it's multiple. It's not like, oh, I just went there for some lipo on my flanks and my arms. No, they it's literally that. like four <laughs> surgeries in one. <laughs> literally, like yeah. stacking them on. And I mean, it just really depends upon your health, your fitness, and who you're going to, whether or not that's something that I would even entertain discussing with a client. Like, I'm gonna be like, listen, that's that's not gonna happen. I can't advise that. So my other question is like, how does that recovery work when you're out of the country? Because I always think about the flight home and I'm like, is that super like, how do you fly home after all of that? Because you can't stay there the entire recovery time. 
Well, actually, or do you? Well, yeah, actually, now considering COVID, if you're going to Columbia, you got to stay for 21 days. So you need to arrive four days before surgery and stay 21 days after. That's 25 days. That's a month. Yes. So um, and now I believe in DR, they're making you stay 14 days after surgery. So you are there for quite some time. So that's kind of one of the disadvantages. You can fly and go to DR, go to Columbia and save a couple thousand dollars. But you're going to be away from home for a minimum of two and a half, three weeks. So Wow. Okay. It depends upon, you know, if it's worth it for you. And it's more advantageous for people who do not have children or who work remotely from home, but people who have essentially a very high earning position or they're very essential to their company, you really can't be away for three weeks. <laughs> like, yeah. That's, that's crazy. That is, I, I didn't know it was that long. Like I was thinking like, okay, if you got surgery on Monday, then maybe by Friday, they're giving you a donut and saying, go on. (laughs) No, because that used to lead to a lot of people developing blood clots on the flight. So Mm. the flight, you brought that part up. When you are flying after getting surgery done, essentially it is really important that you have the proper compression gear on. The reason why is because of the air cabin pressure changes will constrict your blood vessels. Mm. The blood pulls to the lower extremities of your body. So essentially you need to get up and you need to walk every 30 minutes on your flight home after surgery. Okay. So keep your blood circulating, have your compression gear on. You're trying to prevent blood clots. Also, the longer after surgery you wait to fly, the safer it is. So that's why they started imposing these much longer um, stays that you have to stay in the country afterwards to prevent all these women from essentially getting home and dying the next day because they had a blood clot that made it to their lungs. And that was happening quite frequently. So, okay. Definitely important. Yeah. I'm like blood clots are no joke. And I couldn't even imagine having some type of medical emergency (laughs) while you're flying. That would be insane. Um, (laughs) we mentioned BBLs a few times. Okay. Brazilian butt lifts for people who don't know what they are. Cause I know you see these acronyms on social. Are all BBLs created equal? <laughs> Absolutely not. No, 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 they are not. BBLs is essentially taking fat out of undesired areas and adding it to the areas you want. Simple subtraction and addition. So taking the fat away from the stomach area, the love handles, lower back, bra line and moving it to the hips to the glute area to the cuff mm-hmm. you know just rounding it out and creating whatever shape it is that you desire and your anatomy allows so what i mean by your anatomy allows is that's a good point <laughs> i'm gonna throw a celebrity out there what your anatomy allows let's take lala for example we know mm-hmm. back in her trl days She was very square, inverted V, no butt whatsoever. So it has taken her multiple rounds of fat grafting to achieve what essentially Black China did the very first time she had a butt job. (laughs) She had a foundation. Now, I'm talking about her first BBL. She's had many things done since then. But again, your foundation will dictate what the surgeon can accomplish for you in one round. So if you already have a cute little curvy Coke bottle shape, but you just have 
a flat butt or you don't have a lot of projection, you're going to be able to get more out of it than someone who is essentially more top heavy, built more with a, a more square torso and skinnier, more narrow pelvis. So it really just comes down to your anatomy and also who you go to. That matters a lot too. Yes. You get what you pay for. I'm going to just, that's it. You get what you pay for. <laughs> because we've seen and not BBLs, but just like butt enhancement in general. Like we've mm-hmm. seen um, a lot of cautionary tales about women taking the cheap route, going to some hotel room, getting fix a flat, you know, pumped into them <laughs> to get these butts and or whatever is pumped into them. And then their body rejects it. And now they have holes and scarring and oh yeah, all it's of these ugly. things from trying to get a big butt. And when you look like if you jump down that rabbit hole of botched butt enhancements, <laughs> Like some, I think I, I can't remember the, the woman's name, but she's kind of started like this advocacy position on it. Like do your research, go to a reputable person because now she, like one of her butt cheeks is literally like a, a hollow hole because she got an infection. Yeah, I have a thread on her. So I have a thread on I have a thread on Twitter that shows exactly <laughs> in her butt cheek. Um, she's a BET correspondent or someone who used yeah. to be with them um but illegal silicone butt injections are different than okay. uh, getting your own fat move so a lot of celebrities have taken the route of getting the illegal butt shots and they've also a lot of them have also started to slowly get them removed it's not a matter of if your body is going to reject it it's when it's 100 percent going to happen the thing about it is, is that it shows different in different women. So sometimes their butt just starts looking really lumpy and disfigured and it stays kind of in that stage for a while. Other women progress much faster and they get the holes, the sores, the ulcers. Mm. Um, but every single person who has illegal silicone injections has already started showing symptoms. They're just not associating it with the butt shot. So it may just be fatigue. It may just feel like, you know, they're they're always drowsy. They're always tired. They may have developed depression, anxiety, and they're just like, oh, this is just natural. No, it is literally the silicone injections or hydrogel shots or whatever foreign substance it is your body is beginning to reject it. And sometimes they start to essentially feel like they have um, a cold that never ends. Their body is trying to fight it off. But a lot of of celebrities have started getting them removed and replaced with fat like um, Alexis Skye. She got her silicone injections removed. She got it replaced. Dream Doll got her silicone injections removed, replaced with fat. So slowly but surely, they're all starting to do what they have to do because some of them are waking up and they can't even walk. Like the silicone is traveling to their spine. Oh, it's, a wow. it's a mess. Like, and it's, it's sad that women are still out there getting these shots because there are celebrities who hide it and they will put makeup on top of their butt to cover up the ulcers and the sores and Photoshop it away. So still to this day, there are women who hit my inbox every single day looking for an injector. And I'm like, baby girl. Wow. <laughs> So uh, just, I mean, just for curiosity, because I've never, I mean, thankfully, God bless me with a big old butt. I don't need that now. I'll take some lipo now. (laughs) Tummy tuck. Don't get me wrong. Um, But like, what is the cost differential between injections, if you want that route, versus a BBL? 
So illegal injections can run you anywhere from $2,000 to $3,000. It's super cheap. I mean, some people will even do it as cheap as $1,500. I mean, but the master injectors, they're, they're going to charge a couple thousand versus getting a BBL done by a reputable, safe plastic surgeon. You're really honestly looking at starting between seven to $8,000. So you, you save money. Also, the downtime, you don't have to get put under general anesthesia. You just go lay on someone's hotel bed and let them inject this substance in you with their syringe that you have no idea how it's been sterilized. Um, and you go about your day. So you'll be sore for a day or two and then you'll leak. And then after that, you got your plump booty and you just wait for it to soften up and begin to jiggle after essentially a couple of months. BBL recovery is harder. It's longer. It's more expensive. It's more invasive, but it is the only thing that you should be doing. It's not even a question of whether silicone injections are worth it or not. Like women are literally dying in different parts of the world from their silicone injections. Like it's, it's that serious. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Next one. 360 lipo. <laughs> 360 lipo. I feel like this is another one too. Like I've said like lipo. What exactly is that like 360? Like they just suck everything off your whole body. (laughs) So it's what I had described when I was talking about a BBL. So 360 lipo is going circumferentially around your body. So stomach, flanks, lower back, bra handle, bra roll area. Um, In some areas of the country, they will also include the upper back. Other area, other areas of the country, you need to pay additional for the upper back. So that's what 360 lipo is. 360 lipo is done to be able to harvest the fat to an inject for BBL. So mm. all BBLs come with 360 lipo. 360 lipo is just multiple areas getting liposuction away. They clean, purify the fat, and then you can either get it thrown away or they will inject it into your hips and your butt. So, okay. I did not know that they purified the fat. That's something new I learned. Um, Absolutely. So, so like once you're lipoed and they remove the fat, right? You, I've heard people say like the fat just goes to other places. Like, okay, if you got lipo on your arms, your arms won't get big again, but it might go to your flanks. Is that true? Uh, partially. Yes and no. So once you, I tell my clients, listen, when you get liposuction, I want you to be as close to your goal weight as possible, or be ready to commit to a new lifestyle after getting the lipo. So for some people, it is a jump start to their weight loss journey. For other people, it's just the last little push that they need to achieve what they want. Gotcha. At that point, you need to be ready, regardless of what state you're in before you need to be ready to commit to a healthier lifestyle to maintain the results. Now, those fat cells have been removed. Does not mean that new fat cells cannot grow in that area, but Mm. the fat cells that you have in other places of your body will begin to show the fat sooner if you start to put on weight. So that's what it really is. So a lot of people will go get their BBL done, get, you know, get the lipo done on the stomach, the, the back, all that other areas. And then they keep on eating and they don't do anything. <laughs> and then all of a sudden what happens for most women, their shoulders, their arms and their upper back blows up. So they end up looking like a sumo wrestler with this little tiny waist 
I'm talking about a lot of love and hip hop girls right now. That's I will just say they were talking about that girl on social this week. Uh, Ari, that, that girl who's dating uh, Moneybag yes. Yo, whatever. Yeah, so you, your upper body just gets bigger and bigger because the fat cells are now concentrated more in that area. And then eventually your stomach will start to get rolls again as well. But it's going to go to other areas that you didn't That's predominantly crazy. have fat before. But if you maintain a decent, healthy lifestyle, and I'm not saying you got to be in the gym every day but maybe hit it once or twice a week (laughs) you know a salad or three a week won't hurt you know a little bit of water in the mix just essentially have a regular healthy lifestyle you'll be fine yeah you can gain five pounds ten pounds but once we start pushing at 15 to 20 now the sumo wrestler back is probably going to start making an entrance so gotcha yeah because when i saw the pictures of ari going around i was like whoa like it was noticeable because she's in this like crop top and her stomach is still super flat her flanks are really you know mm-hmm. non-existent and so then it's like the shoulders and I was like what in her face it was like all mm, in yes. her face and neck her so, face her shoulders yeah you know, arms so you can tell she she ain't good but she gotta slow it down or Add some arm lipo in next time, girl. Like, <laughs> you, you get surgery frequently. So, like, maybe it's time for you to lipo them arms too. But no, I promote healthy lifestyles as well. So she she really needs to slow down on the sodium intake and the high processed fatty foods. That's what it is. A lot of people don't know. I actually, um, I laugh because I actually went to a plastic surgeon for a very corny reason. Um, <laughs> but I had got a bad sunburn and it left um like something on my shoulder but because it was okay. on my rotator cuff uh-huh. my dermatologist did not feel comfortable cutting on the muscle so she's like you need to go to a plastic surgeon he'll cut on the muscle i'm like okay so all i'm right. like all corny in this office and i'm watching everybody else like oh i wonder what that lady's getting like and i wonder <laughs> if they're like looking at me thinking well, while i was there he did really good boob work and mm-hmm. at the time this is like in my 20s and I am blessed on the bottom, hips and booty galore. But mm-hmm. at the time, I did not have boobs. And so I was like, oh, well, I'm playing with like the, the yeah, implants. And I was like, oh, yeah, this would be perfect. And he said to me, he was like, well, you're a frame. He's like, you have a larger frame. That implant is not big enough for you. Like, mm-hmm. he's like, I, I would recommend this. And so he gives me, I mean, and it was to me, someone who didn't have, like at the time, I was like a barely a C cup. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that is a big ass titty. <laughs> so I was just like, I did not feel comfortable. Like I can't have all that booty and, and no, nah, that's not my, my ministry. That's not my ministry. But mm-hmm. I appreciated him doing that because I feel like some doctors probably just let you, oh, that's what you want. All right. I'll take your money. <laughs> Come on and get the table. <laughs> They will. I mean, and this, the reason why he probably suggested what seemed to you as a very large implant is because you probably have, like you said, hips and ass. So you, you, you have hips that are sitting out. So some little itty bitty implants wouldn't have resulted in much of a difference in your silhouette. So you probably also have a wider base naturally of your breasts. Mm -hmm. So 
the wider your base of your breast is, the larger an implant you need. So you don't end up looking like essentially you have a ping pong ball and a sock. <laughs> That's why. And they want to make sure that the surgeon wants to make sure that they can properly fill in the entire breast envelope. So that way you don't have breasts that look super fake and essentially start drooping too early and looking horrible. That's why he suggested an implant that large because you have a large breast envelope and I haven't even seen your breast, but I can just, <laughs> I just know this based upon your description of your own frame. That's why. Yeah. So, you know, I, and, and I appreciate it because he's right. <laughs> if I had did that little baby thing, I was like, oh, this is cute. It would have looked so stupid. So it would have, it absolutely yeah. would have been absolutely well right. Yes. I want to look, I want to circle back to something you said when you first started talking about okay. doctors. I am not shocked, but I am shocked that doctors <laughs> are photoshopping result pictures, that they're stealing. Re- I mean, that is wild to me. It gets worse than that, though. There's another little um, trick that they love to do with BBLs, where when they show the patient right after they finish the surgery, they bend the table, they bend the bed. So it'll be like a T like this. So the butt sits up higher and they strategically film it. It's, and that's something that a lot of plastic surgeons who just really don't properly know how to graft a lot of fat will do. So a lot of people will start now noticing this, as I've said this, and they'll realize a lot of their favorite plastic surgeons bend the table so that way the results look better when they're filming it the table should not be bent you did not do surgery with the table bent like that the table was flat that's how you operate that's how you should be showing the before and after pictures to truly see a woman's projection not bending the table slathering her up with baby oil so she looks (laughs) keeping the surgical markings on because now you created like a contour it's like illusion yeah even bigger. Also, on the table results are cute, but that's not the patient's final results. I want you to also be posting three, four month and one year post-op pictures as well. If all your pictures are just on the table, Mm. I know you're sketchy and you really don't have good long-term results. You don't yield a lot of fat and all this fat is going to disappear and these clients are going to end up getting round twos with someone else. Wow. So how many of your clients that you work with are doing like corrective surgeries because the first one went awry somewhere? Uh, I would say maybe 25%. Um, I have a lot of clients who are doing corrective nose jobs because there was a big craze about going to Turkey and going to a specific few couple of doctors and clinics who absolutely had no business touching black noses. And they did a whole lot of, Cindy Lou from the Grinch noses would just, yeah, a whole lot of those. Mm. So, um, yeah, Turkey, Turkey would do that to you. So look, I didn't even know Turkey was a hot spot for a surgery <laughs> oh, oh, for, it, it, for noses. It is now there are reputable surgeons in Turkey who I recommend to do black noses, but it's only three of them. That's it. And it's not the three that have 50, 70,000 followers on Instagram. Mm. So unfortunately, but yes, um, corrective noses and corrective lipo and corrective BBLs. I do have quite a few clients who are getting corrective things done and they're just like, I wish you would have launched this business sooner. I should <laughs> I would have never gone to that doctor. And I'm like, oh, well, we're going to fix it now. Yeah. 
That's tough because I, I think that's always been one of my things about if I did plastic surgery, I never really wanted to touch my face because I mm-hmm. feel like it gets to the point where it's really, or we've seen this with enough celebrities where you fix one thing, you tweak it, you got to do more. You tweak this. All right. Is it like, it's a thrill almost like they say with like tattoos, you get it one, is. you want more. And it can be, but it's a, it's a matter of being discipline and a lot of people don't have discipline and for me like a lot of people are just so shocked and they're like you talk about this stuff all day long and you haven't touched your face yet and I'm like I probably won't until I'm old and I feel a need for it I I'm for the most part happy with my nose it's black I'm fine with that you know I'm fine yeah. <laughs> with the features I have. it is what it is I'm not trying to be any other ethnicity now as far as my body goes I've known since I had my first child 11 years ago that I was absolutely going to get work done. It was just a matter of when I was done having kids. I'm done now. I am scheduled for everything. So I know that's right. <laughs> not a game. Like it was just a matter of me knowing, oh, I'm not about to waste my money or my time and get this done too early. But yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Like I've always like, you know, if I have like the baby factory, I don't have children, but the baby factory might shut down in a few years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if at that point, I'm not above it, like take this mess away. <laughs> I don't need it. And what I really like is when I like to advocate to people to be the best version of you. Don't try and become someone else. You know, if you have a nose that you feel like is just a little bit too wide, let's just decrease the width of it, but let's not alter the entire anatomy of it. It's just about being the best version of you and not trying to become someone else. I'll discuss any procedure you want, but I'm going to also be honest with you and be like, girl, you don't need to touch your eyes, at least not yet. Or wait, let's let's have this conversation in a decade. Like you're too young to do that. I'm, I'm very honest. Of course, I'm still going to provide you with a list of recommended doctors for the procedure you want, but I'm going to be honest with you, especially when I'm talking to my young clients who are in their early twenties, mid twenties, I'm like, no, you're too young for this right now. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't, you know, you've already paid me for the consult. So I don't need to push you into getting something done that I know that has been influenced by social media filters. You really don't. And, need and to get that's, done. I think that's one of my other big questions is you watch a lot of young girls in their mm-hmm. 20s, early 20s, as you state, and even some older women. Yeah. Um, I think people think too, plastic surgery is I did it. It's done. I never have to do it again. But some no. things do require maintenance. And everything in life requires me. <laughs> that's not, you just don't pull off the lot and you never have to get an oil change again. So for the most part, the things that are permanent are structural changes where you are changing bone or you are excising a lot of tissue. So if you get your nose done, that's it. Your nose is set for life unless you get some type of revision. But if you get lipo done, there are chances that you may want to get lipo done in 10 to 15 years again because you've just accumulated fat again or you just didn't maintain your work or with BBLs. This is something that is newer, but fat and things like that drop and sag. So if you don't start getting your squat on in your 40s, you know, early 50s, when you start to lose that muscle mass in the back of your thigh area, your butt's going to drop. Yeah. that's what supports your butt. So some things need to be maintained. Other things are essentially for life, but there's not a lot of procedures that are something that is fixed for life. Most of them do require a tune up again in 10 to 20 years. Yeah. I learned that with one of my friends got um, breast implants for a high school graduation. Yeah. I think high school graduation. And she learned like when I was talking to her, she's like, Oh, I'm having surgery. And I'm like, why? She's like, Oh, it's, 
been like nine years. I need to swap out my implants. And I was like, oh, like, I, I just thought it was like, set it and forget it. All right, these titties no, are here. No, no. Well, but everyone doesn't need to get their breast implants replaced every nine to 10 years. There are yeah. plenty of clients who I have who've had their implants for 20 years and then babies are still sitting. So it really just depends upon your skin elasticity and the size of the implant that you originally got. Sometimes if you have skin that is very prone to stretch marks, gravity is going to win the battle. Mm-hmm. Those implants are going to start sagging. So you probably go back and you get an implant exchange and a lift at this point because yeah we started winning or that you probably got that that's what I, say. I think now this time she's going back because now it's another 10 years <laughs> she's um yeah she said she's getting an implant and lift this time yeah that's how it goes. I mean, we all don't have skin that is, you know, super inelastic and doesn't get stretch marks. It just all plays with your genetics. So if you have thinner skin, it's going to stretch. You're going to eventually need to get it tightened and lifted versus some women got smaller implants. They have really inelastic skin, good skin elasticity. And when it stretches, it does not create a stretch mark and break and tear. So. Okay. All right. Before we get to the breakdown, I want to do because we did mention we talked about some love and hip hop girls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to talk about some A listers. <laughs> Let's go. All right. I'm going to ask you. I want you to tell me if they had work, if it was good work or bad work. <laughs> okay. Rihanna, because I love her. Rihanna. No, no work. I've said that, and people are like she. Rihanna has had no work done on herself and people do not believe me. They just think I'm a super Navy stan. But I'm like, if you look at her pictures from when she was 16, that nose is still the same nose. It is. It is. She is someone who we don't frequently see without a contour on her nose. And at one point she had me fooled. No, that's still her same nose. She just lost a little bit of the baby fat around it, but that's her nose. She does not have super wide hips. She don't have no big butt. For the most part, she just has crazy sex appeal and people undeniable. (laughs) Absolutely. And people are swayed by that. But the truth is she has an average body that you see walking down the street. Yeah. And like when she gains weight, she's thicker. When she loses weight, she's skinny. Like, (laughs) I think it's very, okay. I'll go down that hole forever. Drake. Yes. Work. What did he have done you, you, in your opinion? Drake had his his nose done. Drake has either jawline fillers or he got a chin implant to masculinize his face. And everyone knows when he got those Etch-a-Sketch abs that looked horrible. Which he's gotten fixed since then. But yeah, he got the lipo and the ab edge done. Um, That was bad. The redo, revision was good. His nose is excellent. And his jawline filler or implant is also very well done. Yeah, I think his nose looks really good. Are there any other men of Drake's stature? Because I know everyone picks on him that have had surgery that we just don't even talk about. Yeah, French Montana got the Etch-a-Scap abs done not too long ago, too. Um, Diddy stays getting lipo, but he loves to <laughs> but he loves to have TMZ and all those other pops post him doing that jog. He loves that picture. Um, but yeah, he, <laughs> he, he, he gets lipo very frequently. I can see Diddy. Uh, okay. Other than that, no one of A-list status comes to mind. Everyone else are lower tier. Um, okay. Yeah. All right. Next one. Cardi B. Now we know we had work yes. done. We yes. know we had work done. I feel like for Cardi, in my opinion, she's at the point where she should stop because I feel like everything is getting bigger and bigger and, and bigger and bigger. And she's so little. 
Um, I feel like she should have stopped a long time ago. <laughs> um, at this point right now, the her hips and her butt are just way too improportionate for her figure. I mean, she's like five foot one. So she's yeah, really she's so little. She is. And it is very large. But again, you get whatever it is that you want. It's personally not my cup of tea. Um, so in my opinion, I do not like it. Um, and then we all remember that yellow dress abs situation she had going on at like an award show about mm-hmm. two years ago. So that was some botched ab etching that she got. And she talked about that. Like she went to the wrong doctor overseas and also was not on her post-op care as well. Um, but lately she's been tweaking her face, which. Yes. And she's been playing with filters a lot to kind of throw you off. But I'm like, I see what you're doing, sis. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is, this is what did it for me because you know, um, that guy who she's with, uh, what's his name? Something. Yeah. Offset. Um, there you go. Offset. There you go. He loves, you know, embarrassing her and posting, you know, pictures and videos and stuff like that. So there was a video he posted of her sweeping and that's when she didn't have any makeup on. And that's when I really could essentially spot everything that she got done on her face. And there was another video where he was like trying to wake her up in like the middle of the morning or something like that. She also didn't have any makeup yes. on. So I was really, truly able to see that that new nose. I am not a fan of. She's done something to her eyes to raise the corner. It's this like is- they're like this now, but she yeah, puts so- that filter on it. So it's like, is it the filter or is it her face? <laughs> no, 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 no. Once Offset started getting messy and posting all those videos of her right after <laughs> she finally took them back, I could see her face. And no, she definitely did something. Like when you tilt it up, that's a canthus tilt. This is called your canthus muscle. So something's done. It's either a PDO thread or she got a canthopexy. She did something to her eyes, but she loves to wear the filters to throw you off but no she did something to her eyes she's definitely touched her nose um so and she's started getting filler i'm a fan of filler but you gotta just pace yourself with the filler and don't overdo it and then you end up looking frozen like jada pinkett so you just gotta <laughs> you know, slow it down but i i'm not the biggest fan of the work that she's gotten done to her face i think it's a little me, bit too much I, I don't like it me either <laughs> All right, next one. Kylie Jenner. Oh, yeah. She's gotten everything. Tons of work. I I must say, I truly do applaud her surgeon because the turnaround on that person, I mean, wow. Like, it's like she took Kim's picture and said, make me look better. (laughs) And they succeeded. 2.0 Kim make it happen and she did I mean she's someone who I also wish would have slowed down on the filler about a year or two ago she is starting to look like Big Ange Um, Mm. it is not really favorable for her so she definitely needs to she's developing something called pillow face which is where you look real puffy and a lot older than you Mm. really actually are I mean she's very young too like 22 or something yeah she's super young she's not even 25 yet and we all forget that because of how mature sure she, she looks yeah yeah so um her body work is excellent but i mean thing- it truly is top notch like I, the other day i was looking at her instagram i don't follow her no. but i was prepping for this and i was like damn i feel like i would take kylie jenner's picture to a surgeon and be like give me this <laughs> She has a lot of photoshopping too. However, without the Photoshop, she still has. She's a nice body. Especially where she came from. Yeah, like it's a really nice body. They did really good work. 
They did top notch. All right, two more. Next one, <laughs> Nicki Minaj. Oh yeah, nose filler. She had the. She, I mean, she didn't hide it. She got butt shot. She let everyone know. Then she had these stupid big old implants. She's got oh, her titties her. just got too big. Ah. Yeah, they're huge. So she she started off with I want to say which is a good size set of implants, and then something went left. Like when she left like that cartoon world, then they got like they super were like huge. massive. Yeah, yeah. So um, I'm hoping that an implant exchange is in her future. Um, but yeah, they're, they're way too large for her frame. She's someone who's also relatively tiny. Yeah, she's so cute and tiny. Um, all right. Last one. This might upset the people. Beyonce. Oh, I knew that name was coming. I mean, (laughs) because she's so controversial and right. Like in the sense that people have elevated her and she deserves all of the praise that she gets. She's amazing. But people be like, she didn't do anything. Now y'all are not going to sit here and lie to my face. Okay. At the end of the day, and this is the part that trips me out because I'm beehive. I'm just not blind beehive. That's what it is. <laughs> I like you, you non-blind beehivers. <laughs> okay, so the thing about it is that true dedicated beehivers, y'all watch her videos all damn day, every day. You y'all seen know, that nose change. <laughs> you saw the nose change. You saw the breast change before she had kids. Yes. You saw her hips get suddenly wider and wider her waist get more narrow and more narrow and her butt get more plump and more plump like come on yeah them ivy park pictures i'm like so sis got the bbl all right <laughs> like there was no denying it anymore once she dropped ivy park and that was the first collection then yeah. when she came out again with the new green situation there's no denying she has gotten work done and she has gotten some impeccable work done yeah that's the thing I always think about certain celebrities, especially of her stature, like a Beyonce mm-hmm. level, like her surgeon can't promote that I did Beyonce's ass, right? Yeah, this is the, NBA for the NBA. We will never know. Yeah, like they could never like say it, but it sucks because I know they're looking like, look at my work. <laughs> literally, I'm pretty sure whatever surgeon she went to literally only had two surgical assistants, probably didn't even have his receptionist and like probably didn't even have her name on the books. Like it was probably top secret. She probably came in on a Sunday at four o'clock. Like <laughs> I'm telling you like the thing they celebrities truly do come through back doors with cars surrounding a door, like making it super obscure. Like we will never know who's done all of her work, but Beyonce has been getting work done since Destiny's Child. Since. So, since. I mean, and and it's, it's impeccable work. I also think too, absolutely. someone else's, um, like I love Kelly Rowland and Sierra's nose jobs. Like they've done really noses. good work. Yeah, and I thought their they, breasts. They're, Both yes. of them have great breasts and nose jobs. And they fit their frame like perfect, Perfectly. perfect, perfect. Okay. Well, now we're at the breakdown. Thanks for indulging me there. <laughs> no problem. So I am going to say one word. You can say the first thing that comes to mind. It could be a sound, a phrase, whatever. Okay. All right. All right. First one, silicone. Shots? Ew. <laughs> DR, Dominican Republic. Sketchy. Botched. Oh, K. Michelle. <laughs> mm. Yeah, she's got her butt take her and stuff taken out too. Um, mm-hmm. Black women. Amazing. Dr. Miami. <laughs> oh, I'm going to be careful with this one. Um, strategic. Okay. 
nose job. Hit or miss. <laughs> and last one, Kim Kardashian. <laughs> A mess. <laughs> Look, this was so good. Thank you so much. If you could tell everyone where they can follow you on social media, on the internet, wherever. Yeah, so my name is Cosmetic Chris with a K. So I am on Twitter, Cosmetic K-O-S-M-E-T-I-C, Chris, K-R-Y-S. Same thing on Instagram. Um, I post a lot about doctors, procedures, and overall, I am a consultant that will help you find the best person for any procedure. I do gender transitions as well. Oh, that's oh, see, now I'm going to open the can of worms. Okay. So <laughs> first I will link all of those in the show notes. So be sure to follow so you can stay up to date. If you're into this, go ahead and book you a console and get the work yes. done correctly the first time. All right. Do it right the first Do time. Do it right the first time and just pay the money. Um, okay. So the gender surgeries. Mm-hmm. How much do those cost? Oh, girl, expensive. This is really? a whole, this is a whole nother like world. So when a client comes to me and they're like, I am ready to start my gender transition. I'm like, all right, we're starting it. You know, this is about to start at like 50,000, right? Oh my goodness. Like, I mean, there's just so many procedures that go into gender transition. So, you know, tracheal shades to get rid of Adam apples, breast implants, body contouring, BBLs, feminization of the face, which can be multiple procedures. Shaving down the brow bone, shaving down the jawline, adding fat volume to the cheeks to give a more feminine look. So it it adds up. And before we can even do that, have you started your hormone therapy? Because... It's, 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 it's a lot. And essentially with those type of clients, um, you are my client for a good year, 18 months. It's a journey. So, you know, it's, it's a lot, but yeah, I, I, I do it all. I have a lot of male clients too, who ask about, um, penis enlargement. So, you know, I, like I said, I do it all. Most people want to talk about breast, BBL, lipo, but I literally consult about everything. Rib now let's, look, look, our little tagline here is your source for all things responsible and ratchet. Now let's go back to this penis enlargement. I thought we were wrapping up. Okay. Um, <laughs> when we say penis enlargement, so mm-hmm. what is, so can a guy say, you know what I have, cause I've been on this kick recently about micro penises because i didn't think people really knew what a micro penis was like i think they just thought a small penis and i'm like no No, a micro penis is like tiny like it's like literally tiny so could some a man who has a micro penis who maybe be like two inches erect go get penis enlargement and get a six inch penis seven inch no you're not getting six seven inches now if you can get if you get a penis implant and some fat grafting, you'll get some width and you'll be able to get another two to three inches. And that's so can get them into the average ballpark. That's it. And average is way better than micro penis. I mean, yes, you know, I mean, you'd rather be average. And that's very far from where they came from versus someone who already has an average size penis and is like, OK, I'm trying to now, you know, be a porn star out here. 
again, it's the combination of procedures that you do. Fat grafting will give you girth. Getting an implant will give you length. You can combine the two. But again, you really need to go to someone who knows what they are doing. Most yeah, of the that's time, your penis. <laughs> most of the time, um, doctors who deal with gender transitions um, who do a lot of surgeries in the genital area are the best people that's to go to. Exactly. That makes sense. So, okay, let's say we have, like, it's a guy listening and he has an eight-inch penis, but it's a pencil. So he can get fat grafting to get girth? Yes, he can. I did not know that. He sure can. How much does that cost? (laughs) Now, that's the thing. The price is so wide. So you're not really getting anyone to perform a good penis job on you for less than 85 to 10,000. Like, I think that's worth it. If you have so it's your penis, like <laughs> you still want it to work and all yeah. that. So, yeah. But it's you, anything that you can imagine, there is a procedure for it. And a lot of people just call, well, you know, call me or consult with me and be like, how do I change this? Or what do I do? Or they don't even know the name of the procedure. And I'd be like, all right, this is the non-surgical version versus this is the surgical version. You can do this with filler you can do this with some lasers or you can go under the knife and you can do this. So I'm going to lay out all the options for you, the pros and the cons. And it'd be like, do you want a list of doctors who perform all these procedures? Some of them, what are you looking for? But like I said, there is literally a procedure for everything. That's you- amazing. Look, I might have, we might have to have you come back next season and talk about <laughs> lesser no known problem. procedures. <laughs> Definitely. That's a whole episode in itself. Yeah, that's amazing. Oh my God. Okay. So thank you so much for coming on. Again, I will link um, Chris's uh, social media in the show notes and on thebooniebreakdown.com. So thank you. Thank you for having me. All right, guys, that is it for this week's episode. I told you she was going to drop all of the tea. I definitely will have to have her come back on because... You saw at the end, we were going to a topic that I did not think we were going to go to with this penis enlargements. And so she definitely has to come back on. If you are in the market for plastic surgery, it may be worth having a consultation with Chris as she can help you on your journey. And if you enjoyed this episode, I encourage you to listen and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, or any app that you listen to your favorites on. Don't forget to leave those five-star reviews too. You just might hear your review on the next episode. Follow us on all social media share the episode with those you love those you don't love those you fucking hate i don't make these pretty images for nothing okay have a dope ass week thank you for listening and remember the ratchet in me always honors the ratchet in you until next time